Welcome to How Optometric Education Needs to Change, a look at integrating CE and optometry school curriculum, a podcast from Review of Optometric Business. I'm Roger Mummert, Content Director. In this podcast, our professional editor, Dr. Mark Wright, speaks with Dr. Damon Durker, who lectures at professional meetings and also teaches at Indiana University College of Optometry. Discussed here, what new approaches in CE will help ODs to implement change in their practices to meet the clinical and business challenges they face? How can these learnings be integrated into education in optometry schools? And does industry have a role to play in education, given the increasingly technology-driven nature of eye care delivery? And now, how optometric education needs to change, integrating CE and optometry school curriculum. We're here today with Damon, and uh, we appreciate you coming here to talk to us. And we really want to talk about education. Education has changed over the course of our careers. And uh, what, what do you see, what ways do you see education being different today than uh, previously? Well, let me set it up by saying how I you know, have become passionate about education. I am on faculty at Indiana University School of Optometry. We have two uh, adjunct faculty. I'm at a, a referral center, Eye Surgeons of Indiana, and we have two fourth-year students that rotate through every quarter, and that's been a um, great time engaging with the students. And then we're going to have the first class of the Kentucky College of Optometry, Pikeville. I'll have a student here this summer, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, in terms of how I think about education, how important it is, uh, our referral network of 300-plus ODs looks to eye surgeons of Indiana as to what are things that we should be doing in our practices. and. A lot of my efforts are to do things not so much to promote our practice, but to promote best practices for our profession, to take better care of their patients, and to have a healthier practice. So we do a lot of things at our facility um, that are not so much um, talking about cataract surgery or why you should send a patient to us, but how can we better identify a dry patient and take care of that patient in our practice, or glaucoma or macular degeneration things that we can do to help build and maintain strong, independent optometric practices. So uh, in addition to that, I do a lot of things at the regional and national level and trying to do some interesting things that um, really haven't been done before. One of the things that we've done locally and now nationally is something called Dry Eye Boot Camp, mm. which is a one-day event. Uh, we get dressed up in fatigues, and I, <laughs> I've got a bullhorn and a lot of bad puns, but it's all about engaging uh, that doc that wants to do more in the world of dry eye that just needs a little bit more confidence and, hey, I, I want to do this, show me how. And I think that's difficult to do, even at a, you know, we're at Vision Expo East here, uh, having great presentations, just didactic material alone, very hard for that to be a call to action. So I'm interested uh, in developing programs that are more engaging, that are more hands-on, a little bit of didactic, but more panel sessions, and then breakout sessions, small group, problem-based learning, things that you can engage with your peers that are still CE, but it's not check-the-box CE, where I'm just simply here. Yes. I'm required to be here. I've got my 40 hours or 50 hours I need to do every couple of years. It's, no, I'm here because I want to do something different for my patients and my practice. Those are the things that get me excited when I talk about education. And I bet you get great feedback from the attendees of these events when they, uh, 
when they experience uh, the, the kind of interactive education you're giving them? Because they're here not to just, again, I need my hours. I'm here because I want to do something different. I want to do something better. And it's just very difficult in traditional education to get that. So developing models that uh, require interaction, uh, panels, uh, audience participation, hands-on, teaching a colleague, all of these things allow us to retain the material better and have a better chance to lead to action when the doc goes back to their office on Monday. Well, no, that's a big point because a lot of folks go to education and they have great ideas while they're at education and plan to go back and implement and then they get back to the practice and it's crisis management from exactly. the moment they walk in and all those good ideas went away. How do you get them to actually implement? So implement is the key and that's where we really need to engage with industry because industry, we need industry, industry needs us and we can do these programs that are educational but all are supported by grants or have supplementary material that can be accessed after the program. So I'm still developing those models and I've got like-minded colleagues that really want to do this. So working with groups like Intrepid Eye Society, the Optometric Glaucoma Society, uh, folks that are dedicated to education, I think there's still work to be done, but I'm very excited about the prospect of what uh, a collaborative sort of effort is going to look like in terms of having results for our patients and our practice. Do you eventually see these interactive uh, uh, CE events coming back to the schools and colleges of optometry? I think that that's a little bit trickier because the schools, from what I understand, is they're bursting at the seams as far as what needs to be taught in that three or four years of sure. school. There's very little room in the curriculum for more. So I think that there are opportunities with symposium or working with the private practice groups or other um, you know, communities within the schools outside of the curriculum that maybe be value adds, but I haven't quite got that far yet. I think that's even more of a challenge. I think a, a low-hanging fruit are these doctors that they want to do more. They just need some help. They need some hands-on. They need somebody that's not just speaking from the ivory yes. tower. They need people that are there in the trenches with them that are speaking from experience about how to uh, implement change in their practice. I love how you brought industry into this as well because industry is going to show up in their office on a regular basis and, it, and they can also serve to make sure that that implementation is occurring or if there's a roadblock or a, an obstacle, help them get around it so that they can actually get to implementation. Potentially. I, I, I see too many of my colleagues though that push back a lot on industry. They're just here to sell me something. Well, they do want to sell you something, but they want to genuinely help you take better care of your patient and have a more successful practice. So I think that people have to let industry um, do the things that they are prepared to do, which is support our practices. And I think that that helps um, in terms of how I build an educational model. I definitely get uh, support from industry uh, and ideas from industry. And we, at the same time, get to give industry our feedback as to what is important to us, what's important to our colleagues, and how we can be more effective working together. That's a really good point, the effectiveness of working together. Because honestly, the better we do, the better they do. And that's Absolutely. okay. Yeah. It's okay for everybody to, to do well. <laughs> Absolutely, that rising tide kind of idea. But it still has to be patient-centric. So everything that I'm doing in my practice is what is going to be the best thing for my patient, this particular patient, 
Uh, it's got to be evidence-based. Absolutely. We've got to do education for our patients, as you know. We use different videos and animations and patient handouts to supplement what we're telling them in the clinic and really engaging the patient. It used to be more, hey, this is me, the doctor, you do this. We know that that's not how the world works anymore. It doesn't work. Yeah. And optometry has to uh, adapt to the yes. changing um, patient that is in their chair. So I, I think that that all has to be part of the education process. It's not just the disease state and the different options that we have to treat patients. It's really how do you engage a patient? How to, do you start a conversation with a patient? How do you deliver news that may not be the best news in the world to a patient? These right. are all skills that can be acquired in uh, CE but are not yet part of what is considered standard education. And I love the, the comprehensiveness of what you're, you know, here's the content about the disease process, here's how you treat it, but here's how you implement this in your practice, everything from the initial conversation through to follow-up care. That sounds like a beautiful way you've and laid this out. And you can't do it all in one day, and it's, right. it's still an evolving process, and education should always be a process. I mean, can you imagine as an optometrist practicing the same way you did five years ago today, no, or even a year ago, right. and then think about what's going to happen in the next three to five years with uh, telemedicine and AI and all of these things that have the potential to be really good for our patients. If we are stuck in what we learned in school, and this is the way that I've always done it, we are not going to succeed as a profession. I agree. I agree. You talked some about uh, videos and animations. How? Uh, supplied by industry? How you created your own? So primarily uh, supplied by industry, but I think there's opportunities for forward-thinking practices to do these things on their own and also leverage social media to yeah. uh, get uh, your, your message out to your patients and differentiate your practice a little bit. But for the most part, I you know things like that, there's plenty of people that want to provide that material for you, and some of it is low cost or even no cost. So I think the only way to really have access to all those resources is to engage with your industry colleagues that want to help you succeed. And, and that's such a fundamental concept. Um, most doctors look at that industry person coming in as, as a delay in their day, is the best way to say it, as opposed to here's a symbiotic partner yes. who's going to come in and, and help me actually care for my patients better. And you don't want to be simply uh, a slave to what industry would love for you to do as a yeah. practitioner, but I don't think that you can work with them in a symbiotic relationship, like you said, that is going to be uh, patient-centric. But if you do this right, and this all goes back to education as well, your patient's going to win, the practitioner's going to win, industry's going to win, everyone's going to be happy. Mm -hmm.